0: Good evening. Hope everybody's doing well on this wonderful and fabulous Tuesday day. Hope everybody has had a wonderful Monday and hope everybody's had a great Tuesday. And appreciate you all for joining me and tuning in for the Doc Young Chronicles podcast, another harrowing adventure that you all would be glad that you went on. So, but anyway, appreciate you all for tuning in and uh, uh, I always look forward to getting to get together and anytime we can uh, discuss things uh, from a biblical perspective is always fun and enjoyable and uh, we all know the world has gone mad what? and uh, whoa and uh, uh, it, we have to be uh, uh, very aware <laughs> you know we have to be as wise as serpents and harmless as doves you know and so it's good that we discuss these things and and have a better understanding, uh, and uh, so we know how to approach these uh, situations. Before we go ahead and get started, let's go ahead and open up with a word of prayer, if we may. Therefore, Lord, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, I pray that you will forgive us of our sins, and Lord, we know that you are faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. Lord, I uh, pray that you be with us this evening, that you lead us, guide us, direct us, Lord, be with all those who are watching and listening this evening, Lord. I pray that uh, you know the hearts and minds of needs, that you will be done in those situations, and that you'll guide us and direct us in your word. And, Lord, we just praise your holy name. And, Lord, I do pray for this nation, pray for this nation's leaders, and I pray that this nation will turn back to you like never before. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, my friends, you know, it is... Um, it's hard not to be political. I'll be honest with you. I think you all realize that and understand that it's uh, unbelievable uh, the double standard that's out there. I don't care if you're a conservative. I don't care if you're a liberal. I don't. I just don't see how in the world you, you, you can't see uh, the double standards that's out there. That uh, you know the Bidens can do whatever, or any liberal can pretty much do whatever they want to do. If you're a conservative and if your last name's Trump, you are going to be gone after with every venom, fiber of their being. They're going to do everything they can to tear you down. It just—it's—it's—it's—it's it's, uh, it's, it's insane. I watch this stuff on television, and I'm thinking, what in the world? I, 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 am I missing something here? What—what what is going on? You know, it's—it's it's, it's nuts. Uh, what we're seeing here, and uh, and it still cracks me up with the whole. Uh, cocaine in the white house debacle and how they're trying to say it's not hunters but it belongs to someone in the biden family (laughs) Ha! you know it's like saying uh there's a murderer in the in our family and uh uh, there's a dead body uh that's found in the home the uh bloody uh knife is found in that person's room but it's not them (laughs) that's about how much sense that makes you know it, it's just uh the the amount of lying uh, that is that goes on it's just uh uh it's crazy people i mean it's just uh you know and it was something that really got to me too was um yesterday they were showing these uh, these kids who were they and it was like fifth and sixth graders and parents such signing a petition uh to keep uh these these transgenders out of uh, sports they didn't want these boys and girls sports and we have grown adults now who were spitting on these children spitting on the adults screaming and hollering at them and i'm sitting here thinking here you're you are uh, it shows the level of depravity uh, that our country has fallen into how far they have, uh, have gone away from god in particular that they would actually support uh, a, a, a lifestyle choice a lifestyle that uh, is detrimental and mentally and emotionally, devastating in families. it shortened lifespans. Uh, you know, it, it is a mental and spiritual disorder that needs to be treated, not celebrated. And as a parent myself, there's no way in the world I'm going to let some boy change in the uh, in girl's locker room with my daughter. I mean, I, you can get mad, sad, or glad. And I'm telling you right now, well, if I go out and I'm with my daughter and my wife, I stand, if they have to go to the restroom, I stand outside that door, and I haven't helped any man that tries to come in that door, because uh, he might identify as a woman, I like what, uh, what I saw on Facebook, it said the, the dad identified as the tooth fairy, and <laughs> that's exactly what I would be, I would be identifying as the tooth fairy, and uh, uh, revo- removing some teeth with accessible force. <laughs> So, but uh, it just shows how insane, I mean, to see these people screaming and protesting uh, against uh, uh, these individuals who are trying to have some sort of sanity and normal normalcy in their children's sports, and, and, and the, the vile hatred uh, towards those who dare to oppose them, and it just demonstrates the vile hatred uh, towards us as Christians, because they hate us, they hate what we stand for, and uh, they would rather uphold perverseness than uphold a sense of honor and integrity and, uh, and uphold what God has ordained Is uh, between is, uh, when he created man and when he created woman. I mean, it's just there's no ifs, ands, or buts. There's no in-between. There's no mistakes. You know, and uh, this whole um, craziness with a, uh, uh, you know, where they try to say that there are gender uh what they call it Uh, dysphoria and and uh that there are uh chromosomal people listen Uh, yes there are homophrodites and years ago uh you know they they you know 50s 60s 40s you know they couldn't they they just went by looks they couldn't really tell now they have the ability to test for hormone levels estrogen and and all that type of stuff and and they can make a better determination but those are very very rare instances in advance but nonetheless it's just uh you know i feel like every time we do the podcast like i hit on the the whole homosexual thing it's not that i i want to and look forward to want to do that but it's it's just i mean like i said it's just in the news yesterday you know and it's just constantly in your face uh to be accepted now as christians uh you know uh you know of course we know god's word is very clear in regards to homosexuality we know that it is wrong and if any parent that is having to deal uh, with a child that has decided to accept this lie and go down that road, uh, you know, obviously that is your child. You keep loving them. You don't kick them out of the home. You don't show hatred towards them, but you try to instruct them. You try to get them counseling. You try to get them help and try to point them in the right direction. And ultimately you would decide to cover them in prayer. You know, that, that I can't imagine how heartbreaking that would be for a parent to have to deal with that type of situation. And as, as Christians, we need to invite these people to church. That's where they need to be. Remember, the church is a hospital for the sin sick. And uh, that's exactly where they need to be. They need to be in church. And uh, and we want them there, you know, just like anybody else. It don't matter if you're the one uh, or biker. Uh, it doesn't matter. I'm about ready to kill this fly. i would actually take a bath tonight and the fly hanging around me. Here. It don't matter if you're a 1% biker. It don't matter if you're uh, dealing with homosexual issues. It don't matter if you're addicted to pornography it is this is where you need to be is in church but no matter you know whether it's dealing with uh, heterosexual issues homosexual issues you know uh the you know at least our church is going to preach the truth uh as as god's word presents it uh, in, in, a, in a best way possible the most slow way possible but we're going to speak the truth and you may be prepared for that because remember the church is there to make the comfortable uncomfortable and the uncomfortable comfortable. And remember the cross has always been offensive. So there, are always going to be things and issues that people hear that they're not going to like, and they're and they're not going to uh, and they're going they you know, they're going to hate it. But hey, you know that doesn't change the fact we have to preach the whole word of God. But uh, and that's the problem with too many churches. They want to sugarcoat everything. They want to uh, hide the truth. They want to make everybody feel good and that's not what you know there are aspects of god's word that yes does make you feel good but you know that's one thing we need to be brought under conviction we need to have that mirror held up to our face and realize hey there are issues again whether it's heterosexual or homosexual in our lives that need to be changed that need to be addressed and if we're not confronted with those issues that you know make us uncomfortable to realize hey there there is a need for change there is a need for a savior there's a need for jesus then, we're, then the pastor, then that church is not doing their, their job. Instead of ushering them into heaven, they're ushering them into hell. You know, that that's that's the problem we're, we're seeing today. And, uh, you know, I don't want to be mean to anybody, but, you know, at the same time, I've got to tell them the, the truth and I've got to point them to Jesus Christ. And uh, like I say, you know, churches may be confronted with this more and more. And uh, I've said this before, you know, there may be a time when you you know, in church and you may be sitting beside some dude dressed like a woman, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, instead don't instead of shunning them, which is easy to do, you need to look, or look over around and say, hey, I'm glad you're here today because that's where they need to be. I don't if there's a homeless guy sitting on the other side of you, he may stink to high heavens, you look over at him and say, hey, I'm glad you're here today because that's where they need to be. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. You know, I remember years ago, um i don't know i can't remember how long the church had been i know it's when we're at the location we're at now and it's before we had it all I put it in the balcony and such and i remember uh, dad was curious to get some of the reactions uh of individuals and he dressed up like a homeless person and come in just to see how people would react and how they would treat him and uh it's very neat little little social experiment there uh, to see how people i do what he's i remember him walking down the aisle people staring and looking and uh it was a good way to get their attention and to uh, to make the point of of that we need to look on the heart not on the outward appearance. And uh, that's just it, my friends. There may be individuals that you may not agree with their lifestyle, and, uh, but the thing of it is, we need to be concerned with their heart. Because remember, gay or straight, we can't change those individuals. We can't force them to change. All we can do is point them to Jesus, pray that they accept Jesus Christ our personal Lord and Savior, and then... Then that change can take place. See, that's when that redemption, that's when that sanctification, that's when these things happen. That God will make those changes. He will. He will help them to realize uh, what they're doing is, is is in the wrong direction. And uh, so that's all we can do, you know. But we need to make sure we're inviting everybody to church. And just because you don't like somebody, or just because you don't like the way they're living, doesn't give you an excuse to be nasty, rude, or uh, to those individuals. You need to show that spirit of Christ Jesus. You're not condoning. Their, their lifestyle, by no stretch of the imagination, you know, we, we do not going to do that. But we want to invite them to church and hope and pray that that seed will be planted, that seed will be watered, and that they will come to know Jesus Christ our personal and Savior. That's the ultimate goal, is to see souls saved. And uh, so, you know, let's, um, you know, again, let's pray for those individuals who are struggling, uh, no matter, you know, like I said, heterosexual, homosexual. Wherever they're struggling, we need to be praying for these individuals that they come to know Jesus Christ, our personal Lord and Savior. It's imperative and it is important. All right, my friends, I want to, uh, you may, I don't know how many of y'all saw this or not, and uh, what I was want to talk about uh, after I show this video, we'll get into the topic uh, at hand this evening, uh, how many people saw uh, this guy, he was in uh, the 7-Eleven, and uh, he decided to take a bucking to start this taking everything off the shelf, like a bunch of cigarettes and stuff on the shelves. And this was one of the first time he'd done it. Well, the uh, owner of 7-Eleven had had a belly full and uh, they tackled him, took a stick and beat the snot out of him. <laughs> and, uh, can't, can't say that. I bet the boy think twice before he does that again. But uh, but anyway, uh, kids, for those who haven't seen it, uh, let me show you uh, this video here and uh, then we'll get come back and discuss a little bit here. Mm-hmm
1: who actually defended their company Seven Eleven are going yep. to be in trouble. Tyrus, great to see you. Oh, I'm oh, looking forward to your show Saturday Night. Oh, thank you, You're hosting tonight. Yeah, I'm hosting yeah. Okay. So, so you call this on Gutfeld. A thousand percent because even though the biggest part of this whole video is because there's no sound no one's hearing it, is the man threatened to shoot them several times. He kept reaching in his back pocket like he had a firearm or a, a weapon of some sort. And in California, that's supposed to be the biggest issue is when you threaten somebody with a firearm, right. you can get... Charged, I think, is up to a year or something like that. So with knowing that and the fact that he was wiping out their entire left wall of all their, their cigarettes and stuff, they eventually took him down, and I don't see any issue with this, but they're the criminals because the message is being sent, don't fight back. That's what it's telling every store owner, every mom and pops, don't fight back. Let them do what they want, and your insurance will probably cover it once. Second time your insurance company's going to leave you. Right. I mean, who knows if, if either of these guys own the store, but they're doing the right thing, sticking up because there's not enough cops, especially in Oakland, where nobody wants to do the job. And now the message is, okay, just go uh, rob everything. We'll just gut the store and give uh, one less store for the people in Oakland. Even the guy who's videotaping this is is playing along with the narrative. There's nothing you can do. Let him take right. what he wants, almost to the point where he seems to be covering for the guy who's, who's stealing. Because here's the thing. If they don't do this, he's coming back. Right. regardless at least now they know if he's coming back that it's going to be violent but this is gonna this is a message to every criminal out there no matter how far you push the line in a crazy world that I never thought I would have to say the the law has your back what happened to subway here yeah. in New York City yep. so maybe you can help me we keep hearing about the battle of billionaires we right. keep
0: the- okay so all right so I, I was uh, I forgot that he, he threatened to pull a gun on him several times as well and uh, so they fought back. And here's the thing that's insane, as you just heard here, is here this guy was threatening to shoot them. This guy was robbing them, not for the first time either. And they're the ones who are under investigation, and they're the ones that's in trouble. What am I missing here? This world has gone mad. It has gone insane. It's just, I'm watching this, I'm like, how is this even even real? Of course, we're in California, and the cost, you know, like in New York, they, they don't do nothing anyway. If they do get arrested, they're out within an hour, and uh, if they're in there that long. I mean, it's, it, it's insane what we're seeing here. And then that brings me to our... Here's the thing here. Get this, all right? So here this happened, I think they said in Oakland, all right? And uh, so these guys were investigation. Get this here. This, this came after I saw that. This was on social media. Police and Democrat-run Oakland urged residents to use air horns if targeted by criminals. <laughs> Yeah, so so if somebody's going to shoot you, or if you're, heaven forbid, you a woman's about to be raped, or if or you know, any number of, of criminal activity, you're going to get your little air horn. Oh my, yeah, it, 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 attack you know on on our on our rights to bear arms you know because I'm just you right now, you know uh, people say that firearms are the trouble, look at all the people in our nation who are legal firearms if isn't a firearm problem you would know it yes there are some lunatics and nuts who've went out there and done some bad things but the far vast majority who are legal gun owners you know it, it deters crime you know and uh, if these old boys had had some uh weaponry uh or the side of the stick he might have really deterred it but what i couldn't help but when i saw that with the air horn thing and the lack of police action and these guys have to take matters in their own hand. I, I don't know how many of you have ever seen the movie Demolition Man, but all I can think of was this scene here. Let me show you here. Whoops. Hold on. Hit the wrong thing. Maniac is imminent. Request advice. Demand Maniac lie down with
1: hands behind back. Simon Phoenix, lie down with your hands behind your back. What's Six of you. Such nice tidy uniforms. Oh, so scared. I don't have sarcasm anymore. Midian is responding with a scornful remark. Approach and repeat ultimatum in an even firmer tone of voice. Add the words, or else. Simon Phoenix! Lie down on the ground. Or else!
0: We're not trained to handle this kind of violence. <laughs> that's all I can think of. We're police officers. We're not trained to handle this kind of violence. You know, they have to sit there and how should I respond? Talk with a more firmer voice. Get out your air horns. I mean, that's all I can think of. You know, here are these, these men in the 7 Eleven have to take matters in their own hand. Uh, you They want to encourage people to use their little air horns. Policemen, their, their hands are tied. They can't do anything. Criminals can just run rampant. They can steal whatever they want to, do whatever they want to, just leave them alone, do what they, you know, and they can just do whatever they want. Uh, it's, it's crazy. The lawlessness that we are seeing today by these Democrat-ran uh, cities is mind-boggling. I mean, it's, it's almost to the equivalent. We're about to turn into the Old West, uh, uh, the, how these criminals are able to behave. So the main point I want to talk about this evening is should a Christian be a vigilante? Now, you know, you've we've you know, y'all know I'm a superhero lunatic. As you can see behind me, you see some of a very small section. If you if you see the the whole view of my office here, you would see uh, I have toys almost on every single wall of superheroes of some kind, and uh, everything from the A team to the Avengers to Superman to Spider Man to Batman. <laughs> so you know, and so you see these these fictional. Vigilantes like this, you know, the punisher and, and these individuals, you have to take justice into their own hand to, to to get a hold of these untouchable villains, if you will. And uh, so, you know, and so it it is uh, within us to want to crave justice. And but is that a biblical thing? Now we saw these individuals, and uh, they it's like they didn't just go out looking for trouble. It like they were just going out looking for a criminal. Uh, to try to take down i mean this man was obviously robbing them uh and then he so threatening that he had a gun with it on him and then threatening to uh, keep reaching around like he had something and, and uh, like he's going to to cause them harm so uh but it is uh that's why we, we have to understand you know what does um you know what well what is a vigilante all right to define a vigilante is a person who takes upon himself to enforce laws or to provide justice in situations where no justice seems possible, vigilantes operate without proper legal authority and they often depend on their own notions of right and wrong no concern for what is truly just. Vigilantes skip due process, sometimes with the belief that law enforcement is inadequate or unavailable, that their intervention is necessary to retain peaceful existence. Now, in, in defense of this definition, and what we've seen in this video just now, uh, not the Larry Last one, obviously so that was from a fiction, from a movie, but the, the first video from the 7-Eleven, uh, you know, law enforcement was inadequate. Law enforcement was unavailable there in, uh, in Oakland, California, where they were at. And so they, they had to take matters in their own hand. If somebody's threatening me or threatening my family that they're going to shoot me or them with a the firearm, you better believe I'm going to fight back. I'm going to take action. Now the Bible does give some examples of vigilantes, uh, if we, if you uh, want to, uh, to know, for those who may not know, but we can look at uh, uh, Simeon, all right, and Levi. They avenged the rape of their sister uh, Dinah, all right. So they killed all the men in the city where the rapists lived. We see that in Genesis three thirty-four, and uh, so they took action, all right. They, you know, obviously their sister was raped, and they wanted vindication. They wiped out uh, a whole city of individuals. Uh, Phineas could be considered a vigilante when he defended the Lord's honor, put an end to the immorality and idolatry running rampant in Israel's camp. We see that in Numbers 25. Uh, the Mosaic Law stipulated limitations placed on vigilantes, avengers of blood, if you will, and provided the accused with right to trial before the assembly. We see that in Numbers 35. Uh, during the time of Judges, for the monarchy was established in Israel, everyone did what was right in their own eyes. We see that in Judges 17, 6. And men like Samson practiced vigilant, vigilantism. And later, Absalom, acted as a vigilante, murdered his half-brother Amnon in 2 Samuel 13. It should be noted that the Bible's inclusion of historical accounts of these deeds of vigilance does not constitute blanket approval of vigil- vigilantism. So that's what we need to understand. Even though we see this in the Bible... And we see these actions that were taken. It is not, it's not saying that the Bible is is advocating and, and giving approval to these types of situations, you know. And again, you know, I was talking about uh, talking about the Old West. We see that uh, along the uh, the American frontier and the lawlessness uh, that was there and the outpost. And of course, we well, all watched enough uh, westerns and old movies to kind of get a good general idea uh, of the type of uh, lawlessness, you know, the OK Corral, you know, you can. Uh, I always liked the uh, movie Tombstone, you know, and uh, of course the the, uh, the you know, Don Wayne movies, things like that, you know. But uh, after the Civil War, you had really bad vigilantes, all right, like Ku Klux Klan, you know. That's that's some they used violence, intimidation, and you know they they were very evil, bad individuals, obviously. And uh, but then you've got the uh, other vigilantes today. You know, you've got your environmentalists who want to attack, uh, whether it's like logging sites or you've got, you know, these extremists under the guise of Christianity who are attacking abortion clinics and things of that nature. And uh, so, you know, uh, we have to be very careful in regards to how we react in that type of situation. Now, um, now there are some cases where, you know, we have to intervene in, in a situation where crime is being committed. All right. Uh, For example, you know, say if you see an old woman being mugged, well, you know, it wouldn't be much of a man to just walk on by, which sadly, you know, that we see that all the time. They would take a video camera out and videotape it and keep on going. You know, there's not a lot of uh, men out there being men and being the protectors that they need to be and stand up for what is right. And again, uh, the lack of of God in the home, uh, the lack of understanding of, of reverence, the understanding of integrity an honor to do what is right, uh, you know, the golden rule, those kind of things are just not taught in a home anymore, uh, and uh, it's evident uh, because the, you know, man is supposed to be a protector, and it's nauseating to see the type of, of, of spinelessness uh, that we see in our country today, but, um, you know, we see the Bible commands to defend the weak and requiring man to become to, to, say, someone's rescue, you know, Psalm 82, 3 says, give justice to the weak and the fatherless maintain right of the afflicted and then the destitute so now do we need to That's trying to say again that we are to be proactive in and being in a vigilante well you know we have to understand uh you know vigilantism is uh you know we can't give way to mob rule that's what i'm trying to get at you know we can't have you know have a lynch mob we're out of control actions I want to be careful about that. You know, these things can evolve and turn to something very bad, very quick if we're not careful. But, uh, you know, that's why we have, you know, police officers, even though many times in some of these cities their hands are tied. We see that uh, in Romans 13, 1, authorities that exist have been established by God. All right, so we understand that. Uh, The authority in free countries is law, which is even nations, leaders, and judges must obey. In most cases, to bypass due process is to flout the law. It is the government's duty to bring punishment to the wrongdoer. We see in Romans 13:4, which states, For he is God's servant, for, or your good. But, you, but if you do wrong, be afraid. For he does not bear the sword in vain, for he is a servant of God, an avenger who carries out God's wrath in the wrongdoer. We see in 1 Peter 2:14, or to the governors, Ascend sent by him to punish those who do evil and praise those who do good. So, you know, and again, the Christian duty is to submit to, to, submit to authorities. As we see in Romans 13, 5. Therefore, one must be in subjection, not only to avoid God's wrath, but also to the sake of conscience. 1 Peter 2, 13. Be subject to the Lord's sake, to every human institution, whether it be the emperor or emperor as supreme. So, you know, we need to have that uh, law-abiding behavior. Now, uh, we do obey the law uh, as Christians, we, however, uh, if that goes against God's word, then that's when we stand up in the face of that and say, no, we're not going to do that. You know, if we're, we're told to do something or, uh, or the authorities are governing us want us to do something that's contrary to God's word, then yes, that's when you stand up and say, no, I'm not going to do that. You know, that's the only time we, we are to do that. But again, the Christians are obligated to show proper respect to everyone. Fear God, honor the Emperor. First uh, Peter 2.17, which says, honor everyone, love the brotherhood. Fear God, honor the emperor. Uh, and uh, so we also see in First Timothy 2.2, 2, for the kings and all those in authority that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. Okay. So, you know, when we look at God's word, and you know, it is um, again when we see the lack of of God being evident in our country uh, because this nation has turned its back on God. I mean, it's evident uh, in the amount of deaths and abortions, uh, the sex trafficking in our open borders, uh, the lack of, you know, what does God's Word says? A man who doesn't take care of his home is worse than an infidel. We have a responsibility to protect our borders, to protect the innocent, to protect our homes, okay? But, you know, we look at, you know, for those who, uh, are in the world we can't expect them to abide by god's law uh, to god's word because they are blinded to those things so you know you know the how do, you know that's why it's imperative important to spread the gospel it's a very it's imperative for men to be the spiritual head of their homes uh, and to be uh, active in the church raising their homes uh raising their children up uh, in, in a good godly christian environment because when we look at God's Word, particularly when he talks about stealing, all right, there's numerous verses, and let's look at a few here. We have, we have Ephesians 4.28. says, Let the thief no longer steal, but rather let him labor, doing honest work with his own hands, so that he may have something to share with anyone in need. Now there's something right there in and of itself. Let, let him labor, doing honest work. I don't have many people seeing the videos, of individuals, uh, these, these I don't know if they're the Gen Zers, I guess, uh, I, I get confused on what age group we're in now, what they're called, uh, but anyway, uh, like I saw a video the other day showed this girl, said, I, why should I have to work, everything should just be given to me, why should I have to pay for food, it's just like, what is going on, you know, <laughs> And then uh, there's been this TikTok trend of these these people just massively working out on their jobs just because they just don't want to work anymore. So, you know, we see God's word here. It says, let him labor doing honest work. You know, uh, these, these kids today don't know what honest work is. They don't want to work. They're lazy. They don't want to do anything. I weep for the future of our nation. I'm telling you people. Uh, I'm beginning to think the movie Idiocracy is prophetic. I mean, I really am. Uh, you know... Uh, that was, it was supposed to be in a tongue-in-cheek uh, movie. Now, I don't know how many realize this or not, but uh, the movie Idiocracy are, is responsible for Crocs. I don't know if you all knew this or not. They were a, a very small, fledgling company, and I read this here some time back, and uh, when they were doing this movie, uh, they uh, somehow found out about this little small shoe company and wanted uh, a mass production of those shoes for this movie. And that's how Crocs got their start and uh, become what they're known as today because of that movie Idiocracy. But, you know, uh, it's, it's about a guy who you know, they put him in uh, uh, a uh, cryogenic uh, type of uh, situation, in his military. They forget about him and wakes up way into the future. Everybody are complete idiots. Nobody wants to work. In fact, he was, they called him Average Joe, you know, he's just an average individual. But They thought he was the smartest guy in the world. They were all idiots, didn't have a clue how to grow food, didn't know where food come from, uh, how to govern, how to do anything, didn't know how to, how to get rid of waste. I mean, this is what we're looking at. I mean, for real, I mean, these kids don't want to be engineers. They don't want to be doctors. They, you know, uh, the plumbers or electricians, they want to sit at mommy and daddy's. And uh, play video games. These kids today uh, don't want to no don't want to be married. They don't want to uh, have children. I mean, it's just it makes you wonder what is our future going to look like, you know, uh, in regards to these things. But anyway, going on to what God's word says in regards to theft, uh, Exodus 20:15, you shall not steal. Leviticus 19:11, you shall not steal. You shall deal falsely. You shall not lie to one another. Uh, Proverbs 10:2, treasure gained by wickedness do not profit, but righteous delivers from death. Uh, you know we go on and on. Uh, you know Romans 13, 9, uh, You shall not commit adultery. You shall not murder. You shall not steal. You shall not covet. Uh, any other commandment summed up in this word: You shall love your You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Uh, Proverbs 12:22. Lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, but those who act uh, faithfully are His delight. I mean, we just see verse after verse, and I I could keep on going, verse after verse after verse after verse, verse in regards to. How stealing is wrong. And I think that for those who are saved, it goes without saying. And if you're just tuning in, uh, what, uh, we, what we were discussing uh, at the very beginning of this is uh, in California, uh, in the 7-Eleven, this individual uh, took a trash can and he decided to start taking uh, shelves of sh- cigarettes or whatever else he could do. And uh, the 7-Eleven owners who uh, tackled you know this guy was also threatened to shoot him too, tackled him and, and was beating him with his very big stick and how they're the ones that are in trouble. So if you're just those few uh, names just popping up, and that's why I just wanted to go back over so you kind of get an idea what we're talking about. So, uh, you know, we were talking about what the Bible says about regards to uh, being a vigilante, and uh, was giving some scriptural reference as to how we know that stealing is wrong. Now, for those who are saved, for those who have grown up in a Christian home, many of those verses probably go without saying. You may just, you know, you're probably thinking, well, that's just common sin. You would think is common sense. But you have to remember, there are people out there who have never, ever stood, stood one foot in a church, who have never uh, read these scriptures, or have never understood, never been raised to respect authority, never been raised to understand these things. And so a lot of these things we take for granted, and some of these people have never, uh, you know, news to them. But, you know, what's sad is because the God of this world has blinded them, you read these types of verses to them, and they're like, you know they could care less it means nothing to them whatsoever but you know we look at um well let's see here um we look at violence all right what does the bible say about violence all right so violence is defined as physical force exerted for the purpose of violating damaging or abusing all right so even though violence is sadly a part of our every part of our everyday lives nationally i mean I'm not, i don't mean it when i say everyday lives personally for you i mean you might have a spouse that says uh mean to you you know I, my wife she she hollers at me and says mean things to me sometimes and i do nothing wrong I, i'm just sitting quietly trying to read my bible and pray and she just violently lashes out at me and it's, it's very tough to live in such a violent home but uh, <laughs> no. Of course, you know, I'm just, I'm kidding. I mean, she could be mean, but usually because I bring it on to myself and I've said or done something I shouldn't have. But anyway, so, but, uh, you know, uh, we look at violence. All right. So what does the Bible say about violence? All right. Now, uh, Leviticus 19:7 says, uh, 1917 rather says, do not hate your brother in your heart, rebuke your neighbor, frankly, so you will not share in his guilt. All right. So, you know, we need to understand that what God says, you know, tells us in Matthew five twenty one through 22, that murderous anger can lead to the, the angry man to judgment from God as quickly as a physical blow. Violence he exhibits towards someone else can be brought back upon himself by God. So, you know, we need to make sure that we are not showing hate, hate and resentment towards other people. Uh, we need to make sure we're turning the other cheek. Now, now with that said, now again, like I said, there's, there's nothing wrong... To protect your home there's nothing wrong to protect yourself okay there's nothing wrong or unbiblical with that all right so that's so what i'm saying but uh, we need to be careful not to have a violent outlook you know i, I mean i get angry too i get angry with the government I, with the way they're doing things i get angry with our economy i get angry with a lot of things too and uh sometimes you know i wonder if, if we don't need an all-out civil war uh because the way things are are spinning out of control, you know, and, and it just, it's, it's almost pointing in that direction, so to speak, so, but that doesn't mean that we just need to act violently, and be nasty, and hateful to other people, we need to turn the other cheek, but, you know, it kind of makes you think about uh, uh, Highway to Heaven, I always liked that. of course, you know, Michael Landon played the, an angel, and a guy hit him, and he stood there, the guy hit him again, he said, I turned the other cheek, now it's my turn, and he wore that guy out, you know, so, but, uh, you know, sometimes you got your limitations, but in regards to war, all right, there's no, you know, it says, you know, in Exodus 2013, all right, it's been incorrectly translated as do not kill, but it literally means do not murder, okay? So God has allowed wars throughout history and, uh, and for and of his people. And from Abraham to Deborah to David, God's uh, people have fought as instruments of judgment from righteous and, uh, and holy God. Uh, Romans 13, 1-4 tells us to submit our social government authorities, and the nations have the right to bear the sword against evil do- doers, both foreign and domestic. So, in regards to war, there's nothing, you know, that's something we have to, an unfortunate thing we have to do to protect and keep those we love safe. You know, that's, that's something we have to do. But, um, you know, uh, one thing we, you know, violence occurs, but we must recognize the difference between holy judgment on sin and on our own personal is against those we dislike. Which is an inevitable, inevitable outcome of pride. All right, so we can look, you know, because um, Psalm seventy-three six says, therefore, pride is their violence, violence, is their necklace rather. Violence covers them as garment. So you know, you know, and also um, Proverbs three thirty-one says, do not envy violent men or choose any of his ways. And it says, you know, remember, a man who can control his temper is, is better than uh, a fortified city. So you know, we need to be very careful. That we ourselves are not trying to act in a violent nature just because we're a matter of set at a different situation. Now, with that said, should we retaliate? Okay, so, you know, say that you were done uh, in a wrong way, say something happened. Now, we know we're supposed to turn the other cheek, we know what God's word says in regards to being a vigilante. Uh, but, you know, should, how, what should we do about Should we retaliate in different situations? So, you know, we look at retaliation, all right? Uh, one thing we have to understand is that, uh, you know, retaliation is, is, is the world's way of making things right. Remember, God said, judge, you know, that he, all right, you know, he, he will take care of these situations, all right? And we need to give that to him. So what we need to do is not stoop to their level. Okay, so we need to be careful not to retaliate, retaliate rather, when we are done wrong, which is easy to do. Because see, if you're like me, I have a very redneck side. If you do me bad, I have the I want to do you worse, and that's not the Christian attitude to have. Okay, we need to you know pray for those individuals, and we have to let it go, and it's hard to do, because I, there's been individuals who've done me wrong, and it's been really, really difficult for me to let it go. And it's really easy to want to, meet, to want to retaliate, and Facebook is really bad because what do you see a lot of times when somebody's mad, or somebody's angry, and they want to retaliate against somebody else? What do they do? They're on that computer. Wow, well, this person blah 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 blah, and I hate it when they give those open-ended response, you know, comments because they're wanting attention. Pray for me. It's horrible. It's horrible. You know they will never say it's just like like they're just want people to you know i hate it when they just leave it open like it just you know or you see people fussing back and forth on there it's insanity but anyway when we retaliate evil or retaliate with evil for evil we join our offender in his error jesus told us not to return evil for evil but overcome evil with good we see that in romans 12 21 Matthew 5, 39, but I say to you, do not resist the one who is evil, but if anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn him to the other also. Uh, we also, that uh, says, do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, it is mine to avenge, our pace is the Lord. And so uh, the, uh, these commands against retaliation are for individual that should not be applied with qualifications to nations or law enforcement. So, you know, we need to uh, understand that law enforcement sometimes has to take that action Uh, that's necessary in order to keep us safe and uh, we need to make sure we keep our our heart attitudes uh in check uh in in uh in how we look at different things um let's see here Uh, we need to forgive all right and not retaliate uh in luke 6, 6 27 through 31 uh it says but i say to you you hear love your enemies do good to those who hate you bless those who curse you pray for those who abuse you to one who strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from one who takes away from your cloak, do not withhold. So, you know, we see this, uh, you know, uh, over and over. Uh, James 5:20. let him know that whoever brings back a sinner from his wonder will save his soul from death and will cover a multitude of sins. So two wrongs don't make a right. We need to pray for these individuals. But when it, when it comes to protection, all right, when it comes to, uh, uh, you know, self-defense, all right, uh, you know, it is one thing we need to understand is that we're not, we are not the world's doormat as Christians. And it doesn't mean that people just come in to abuse us and use us and, and hurt us. We, it's okay to, to have self-defense, all right? And, uh, and so we have to make sure that we're using proper self-defense with wisdom and understanding and tact. Uh, in Luke 22:36, Jesus tells his remaining disciples, if you don't have a sword, sell your cloak and buy one. Jesus knew that now was the time when his followers could be threatened, and he upheld, upheld the right to self-defense a short time later, later Jesus was arrested, and Peter takes a sword and cuts off someone's ear. Jesus rebukes Peter for that act. Why? In his zeal to defend the Lord, Peter was standing in the way of God's will. Jesus had just told his disciples multiple multiple times that he must be arrested and put on trial. So, in that case, in the instance, Peter was acting unwisely. So that's it's okay to have uh, the Bible's never forbidding uh self-defense but we need to make sure that we're we're acting within uh properly and wisely and in a way you know that we're you know that we're not um uh acting foolishly you know we need to be very careful about that but what's sad is even though we have an understanding of uh, of what a vigilante is we have an understanding of what god's word says regards to theft we have an understanding uh, of what god's word says about retaliation we have an understanding of what God's Word says about self-defense, what God's Word says about violence. We, we, we covered this, uh, we're running out of time here, but you know we covered, uh, it just barely hit the tip of the iceberg on so much. I could really do a sermon on each and every one of these types of situations. And what's so bad is the way our laws and things are set up is that uh, you are the one who could be in, in trouble. What's bad is somebody could break in your home and you try to protect yourself, and that person, the, the guy who broke in your home, could sue you. So even though we are to uh, respect authority, we are to obey the laws, you know, our, our laws, and uh, unfortunately, uh, are flawed. And, uh, you know, you as a person may be doing the right thing. maybe may be the very person that gets in trouble. That's a bad thing. But you've got to defend your home. You've got to do what is right. Uh, these guys in a 7-Eleven, a uh, beat this fella, I don't blame them. I don't blame him one bit. Some guy's threatening me with a gun. He's in there for a second time just stealing everything he wants. That's ridiculous. Be, they would be stupid to not retaliate and do something. Uh, you know, Somebody breaks in my home, I'm going to defend it. Somebody tries to hurt one of my family members, I'm going to defend them. That is the right thing to do. And like I said, you know, you're worse than the infidel if you don't uh, protect your home, protect your family. It's a responsibility we need not only for ourselves but for our nation as well and to protect our borders. So, my friends, we need to, to cover this nation in prayer. We need to pray for the laws of this land. We need to pray for those who govern this nation uh, like never before. My friends, the way this world is spinning out of control, the way Satan is attacking, I just think it's a matter of time for Christ returns. And I hope and pray that you have your heart right and that you're ready and prepared because that moment can come at any time, at any second, like a thief in the night, Christ can return. So make sure that you're ready. Let's close in a word of prayer. Therefore, Lord, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you so much for this evening. Thank you, uh, Lord Jesus, for the uh, subject matter at hand. Lord, I pray that uh, everyone was able to to glean and learn something from this this evening. Lord, help us to make uh, the right decisions, help us to use uh, proper discernment, help us to know when to use proper self-defense, when we're supposed to turn the other cheek, Lord Jesus. Lord, is anyone watching and listening this evening that doesn't know you, let him pray this prayer. Dear God. Forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. My friends, hope everybody has a great rest of the evening. Don't forget to join me tomorrow evening at 7 p.m. for our regular scheduled uh, evening services. And uh, we'll dive into God's Word and see where it leads us. All right, my friends. I do hope everybody has a fantabulous day today. And remember to live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching, my friends, and God bless. Well, I've been
1: looking back over my shoulder